In this episode, I'm blasting into the future and chatting Horizon Zero Dawn with my friend, Marty. Let's do it. What's up, companion? I'm your host, Tom Tate, and I'm on a mission to trim and prioritize my ever-growing backlog, and I can't do it without your help. So I've hand-selected 30 games from my backlog. Each day, we'll take a good look at a single game and evaluate if it's worth playing or ditching at the end of the month. I'm going to pick 10 games to play over the next few months, 10 games to set aside for another day, and 10 games to purge completely. Never going to play those games. And today, we're talking about Horizon Zero Dawn on the PlayStation 4 with my friend, Marty. Let's go. Horizon Zero Dawn was released in 2017 by Sony and developed by Guerrilla Games. It was a super popular AAA title. This was a first brand new IP. Maybe it's the first in a long franchise. The verdict is still out on that. But here's all that I know about this game. It was highly rated. Uh, The critics loved it. It was recommended, very much recommended that year on all different top 10 lists, different podcasts that I was listening to. And I know that it takes place in the future, so I'm a bit familiar with the setting. I remember seeing kind of robotic dinosaur-like creatures. Uh, I know there's some RPG elements in this game. There's some stealth. There's some crafting. I remember people talking about the crafting elements around the same time Breath of the Wild was released. So there was a little comparison there as well. But other than that, I don't know much about this game at all. So I decided to call on someone who does. Uh, My friend Marty, who has played every game under the sun, uh, he is one of the reasons why I picked up Horizon Zero Dawn in the first place uh, because of his stellar recommendation, and he's played through it a couple of times. So without further delay, here is my conversation with Marty. All right, I'm super excited uh, because I have my friend Marty, who I actually mentioned on the Celeste episode, uh, because he is not only uh, an advocate for really fantastic games, which usually end up in my backlog like Celeste, um, but he also he also manages to find like 36 to 42 hours in a day so he can blow through all these games. And maybe we'll get into that a little bit just to get a better sense of uh, how he manages to do that, uh, and how he manages to play as many games as he does. Uh, so Marty, welcome to backlog companion. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's great to uh, be on. Thanks for the, uh, Celeste shout out by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I remember when, you know, so like we talk all the time and I remember mm-hmm. when you started playing that game, uh, you were definitely, uh, touting it, you know, and, and mentioning that it was worth playing. You weren't the only one, uh, but I do remember you wrote an article about it too. So do you want to share just kind of, uh, your site and some of the the stuff that you've written in the past? Yeah, so uh, my far outdated site, I don't think I've put anything up in over a year on that site, but it's uh, thegamers.life. Um, and I basically just talked about like life lessons that you learn from video games. Um, and so that was the, the whole premise on it. I've probably got, I don't know, a dozen, 15, 18 articles, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's been far too neglected. I need to get back into writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if anyone's listening out there, go check it out because I remember the Celeste article being really awesome uh, and, and piquing my interest. And then we can all push Marty to write and contribute a little bit more back to his uh, 
back to his site. Uh, so I roped you in to talk about two games. So this isn't the this is the first time you're hearing from Marty, but this won't be the last. Uh, but the first game that we're going to talk about is Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, this is a game that ended up in my backlog because, like most sony games we were actually joking about this too with uh death stranding earlier today right like like most sony games uh all of their 60 dollars first party titles they end up essentially being either 999 or 1999 very quickly so i'm, I'm actually going to pick up spider-man uh for 15 dollars on black friday uh so nice. i think that's a good example of like the the game of the year edition ends up being sub 20 dollars at some point that's exactly what i did with horizon zero dawn yep. um do, do you remember if you you picked this up early like did you pick this up full price or i don't know if i got it for full price but i know i did get it before it might have been uh right after uh frozen i don't forget what it was frozen ways Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Before the DLC, the DLC. Yeah, right after it came out, um, it was actually my brother-in-law that was telling me about this game because he got hooked on it and you know started telling me what it was all about and that. And I was curious about it before then, but not really. And uh, you know, in his recommendations, yeah, they hold a lot of weight too. So um, yeah, I looked into it, got it, and was just absolutely blown away by this game. And so ended up going full in, 100%, all the trophies, you know, hit a platinum on it. Um, ended up dumping like 84 hours into it between the base game and the DLC. Really? 84 yeah. hours? 84 hours for so, a completionist run. So, um, <laughs> you know, the game was developed by Guerrilla Games. They did Killzone, and I know that it's... Totally different, right? Like yep. we're talking about a action role-playing style game, third yep. person view. I know Killzone is, I think it's first person, right? But it's a shooter. Yeah. Um, did you play any of the Killzone games or any of Gorilla Games, any of their previous titles? Not, not really. Uh, Killzone, I think that was what, PS2? The first I, one? I Yeah, it was definitely, the first one was definitely PS2. Um, and I remember the second and third there was a couple, but I, it did make its way through PS3, PS4, and PSP. Okay. Um, I remember that for sure. Um, I, I mean, I didn't. I was just more or less curious, like yeah, if you no, history I, with with them, because it's always interesting to me to see uh, a developer switch genres like that mm -hmm. and pull it off really well. And yep. I, I, I think it's pretty clear that Guerrilla Games did that. So when you first picked up this game. You know, what were your initial in impressions? You know, did it surprise you? Was it the style of gameplay that you expected? Was there anything that kind of stood out as like first impressions of like, you know, wh whether it was the graphics, the art style, the gameplay, the battle system? So there was a certain familiarity to it in that it plays a lot like the uh, the Tomb Raider reboot games. So like the last three. Um not Please don't sell me on those because I didn't play any of those. No. I'm going to bloat my backlog even more. So those are also good. Yeah, yeah, I know they are. I know they are. Okay, but yeah, so there was that familiarity to it, and then just getting into it, um, like the story on it was great, and just the direction that it goes, and it also kind of something that surprised me on it, but was just fantastic. Was um, it plays almost like a social commentary on our society. Um, like they talk about, you know, you, you look at the news and all that and, um, I don't know, different industries and stuff like that. And you'll hear about like the patriarchy. Uh, this game has the matriarchy. 
Um, okay. like their, their society is all run by the, the three mothers, the holy mothers or whatever they're called. And uh, it's this whole matriarchal society. And um, but it's it really is just a commentary on our patriarchal society. So, I mean, they get into that. They get into like, you know, different religions and uh, kind of the science versus religion thing. And then some of the scientific questions on like, if this happens, you know, what like it's kind of a doomsday end of world type situation, you know, what, what kind of choices would you make? And it really kind of does present those deeper questions that, you know, like if you were in this situation, what, what dis, uh, decision would you make? Um, and I don't want to say what that decision is because yeah. that would definitely spoil it. Yeah, no spoilers. Um, so it does have, you know, I guess you would compare that to, um, like a mass effects bioshock like where your decisions do impact the game kind of in some way yeah i mean the story definitely plays out one way sure Um, okay gotcha so it's it doesn't have that like freedom of choice you have certain branching dialogue uh points but realistically the story still goes in the same direction okay so yeah so um the story takes place in the 31st century. That's, that's actually what drew me to even pick up the game aside Mm -hmm. from like getting positive reviews and me being into, uh, this style of game. The art looks amazing, but like, I like those types of games. I like games set in the future that aren't necessarily post-apocalyptic in the fallout sense. You know what I mean? Like the, the the stereotypical post-apocalyptic sense so like i feel like just watching trailers of this game i felt like there was going to be some element of uncovering the mystery of what happened to humans you know and like what happened in in the past and like that drew me to wanting to just get into this world you know which obviously had a whole bunch of lore just kind of like baked into it yeah and that very much is the story of the game is figuring out like what happened to the world yeah, that's so cool. I, I mean, this game, uh, it's going to be hard for me to. All right, all right spoiler alert. I'm definitely not going to be chopping this game, right? Like, like <laughs> uh, uh, this isn't going to end up in the 10 games that I removed from my backlog, which is going to be a really hard thing for me to do, but I'm going to do it. But um, yeah, good choice. <laughs> I, I think the challenge is going to be like, is this going to make my top 10 or am I going to just like wait until I plow through those first 10 games to even consider this. I I think this is going to be a challenging one. I will tell you this though. um, So you sunk a ton of hours into this. I'm probably not going to be able to do that. Um, Just for an initial playthrough. uh, Did you find it to be uh, challenging? Like if I wasn't going to be a completionist um, and I know I can look up how long the game would take to beat, but like, did you feel like it was kind of an effortless game or was it, uh, was it challenging like like a Dark Souls, right? Like where I, I hate comparing things to Dark Souls. But like, <laughs> right. like, is it like the Dark Souls-esque game where, you know, you're just constantly trying to, uh, you know, reboot a save state and just figure something out over and over again? Not really. I mean, there there is some challenge to it. Um, some of the, um, the different enemies that I fought, like the bigger enemies um there was a bit of a learning curve to them but once you get it down you're pretty much good on the rest of those types yeah um there might be some elemental differences like one might be fire one might be ice but it's still the same general tactic um 
But there is also, I, I think I played through it on normal difficulty first time through. And that's what I'm playing through now, um, doing a, a second run. Um, so it's kind of a side step on that, I guess. Um, second run so far, I've put about 10 hours into it and I'm just doing strictly story mode. Uh, no side missions, no side quests, none of that stuff. I'm already two thirds of the way through now. Oh, nice. It is new game plus. So levels carried over equipment carried over. So I've got all, you know, really high level stuff and that helps. But, um, so back to first run though. Um, there's also with a difficulty, there is just a story, um, difficulty. I forgot what they call it, but it's mostly that you just focus on the story. And so combat becomes easier. You know, if you're wanting to just get the lore and all of that, that might be the way to play through it. Yeah. It, and I'll, so I'll be honest, I'm playing uh, star Wars Jedi fallen order right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I might be probably like six hours into it. Mm-hmm. Um, really fantastic game. I can't recommend it enough if you're a star Wars fan, but I shamelessly, like no shame, no hesitation, chose story mode. <laughs> like yep. it gave me the option to, to play uh, the normal mode. And then there was two difficulty levels above that. And then there was story mode yep. below it. And like no shame, I, I clicked on that right away. Yep. Um, and I actually think that story mode in Horizon Zero Dawn was a later addition. Like I think that came with an update uh and it didn't ship with the game, which I think is pretty cool uh, that yeah. they went back and did that. Yep. So I have a question for you. Um, well, before I ask this question, is there anything else that you would say about Horizon Zero Dawn to uh, advocate for me or anybody listening to really let this game bubble up to the top of their backlog? Hmm, not without getting into spoiler territory. <laughs> so story. I mean, the story is compelling. The story is great. Yeah. Okay. Story yeah, is huge for perfect. it. And just that, yeah, you know, like we said, the the lore and discovering the world and like what happened before and where it's going. Um, it's just such an incredible thing. And in the way that they develop the characters in the game and like the different relationships between them and that it's yeah, it's fantastic. Do you know if a sequel is in the works or if they discussed it? They had talked about it, but I checked on it probably about a month ago and there's still nothing concrete yet. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to ask you this question uh, mm-hmm. just because it's the obvious question. How, how do you find the time <laughs> to play as much <laughs> as you do? Um, and I, I mean that you know, sincerely, because you have a full-time job, you have children, uh, you have part-time responsibilities too. I know you're super involved with your church. Um, is it, you know, just carving, carving out the time? Uh, do you play on portables, you know, like in between work breaks, like what is your go-to strategy to chip away at the backlog in the way that you do? So a mutual friend of ours, John, has accused me of having 38 hours. And uh, Tom, you mentioned that at the beginning of this podcast. (laughs) Well, it it is true. It is true. So I'm just a time bender, you know, that's all. (laughs) Teach us your ways. Teach us your ways, Marty, so that we can follow follow in your path. Right. No, so really, it's a lot of uh, just intentional decisions on things. So like my day... you know, I do web development and I work from home four out of five days a week. Um, Thursdays, I go into the office, which is about 45 minutes away or so. Um, 
But generally speaking, you know, during the week, it's uh, get up. I'm up at 530 or so, 530, 6 o'clock, um, kind of do a little bit of reading, you know, take a shower, do all that, the usual get ready stuff for the day. Um, and then I go to my favorite coffee shop and work from there for a few hours and then uh, head back home after that, work from home until, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock, depending on how busy I am. Um, but generally five o'clock is the latest. And then the rest of the evening is kind of whatever I need to do. Um, you know, we just moved into the house. So the past few weeks has really been working on uh, sure. house projects and cleaning up the basement and all that. But um, now that that's settled, I'm kind of getting back into more gaming. So, uh, like tonight I was playing, uh, Legend of Dragoon on the Vita for a while. Um, but so there's some portability, there's some, a lot more console, a little bit of PC gaming. Um, but you know, aside from that during the week, I think the big time and, uh, something I've developed over the years, especially, I don't know, the last five years, I'd say, is that Saturdays are my, like, no work. It's It ends up being a lot of game time. Yeah. Um, or just whatever else, reading, you know, who knows. But, um, so Saturdays are my big, like, this day is set aside for free time. You know, it's it's my Sabbath. Yeah, um, yeah that, that was something, especially with, you know, previously when I was a pastor and just doing a whole bunch of stuff in the church, I found out that Sunday, there's no way I'm getting any rest. It's, it's not. Yeah. yeah like it, when you're involved, it's, yep. it's, it's work. I mean, yeah, it's not. Exactly. Yeah. So All right. that, I mean, that's, that's good, right? Like, yeah. like pick, pick your day, pick, yep. pick your day and, and use those hours wisely. Um, you play a lot of different games. How do you choose? what games you're going to pick up. Like I noticed with you, this is just an observation. I noticed with you, like every once in a while, I feel like you get like a, a nostalgia bug Yep. where like you'll pick up an old PS one game yep. like legend of dragoon just yep. because you haven't played it in a decade and you you just get the urge to play it. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some of my, like I have some old favorites. So any Final Fantasy, I'll go back to any of those, especially sure. four and six. Um, I don't know. So anything like any Super Nintendo RPG or a lot of Super Nintendo games just in general or Nintendo games. Um, every once in a while, yeah, I'll just go back and play those. And those are nice because especially uh, original Nintendo um, because a lot of those are just, you know, a couple hours and you're done with it. Sure. Sure. Um, so, yeah, there, there's definitely some nostalgia there because those are, you know, the games of my childhood. Um, yeah. So like Legend of Dragoon, that was I haven't played this game in 20 years. So I was like, oh, OK, I kind of remember it. I really remember the music at the ending. And I think that's what I really want to get to. <laughs> it was yeah. just it was such a weird ending for what I remember. And playing through it now, it's like, oh, this is a kind of a weird story, too. But it's fun. Um I tend towards RPGs a lot. Those are my, that's my go-to genre. Um, but then every once in a while I'll see something that's just so like, I don't know, kind of out of the blue, like Celeste was kind of an out of, out of the blue thing for me. Um, platformer really hard. I like dark souls. So, I mean, I'm up for a good challenge and I loved all the old Nintendo games. So those are just challenging by nature. Um, and because of the way that the game was made, I mean, you talked about it being created on the Pico eight first, uh, but it has that old 
kind of that retro style to it. And I'm really into the retro style games anyway. Just again, I think there's a certain nostalgia factor to that. Um, so that kind of piqued my interest and in a lot of games like that. Um, I mean, you know, Hyperlight Drifter, you talked about that in an episode. That's also on my eventual playlist. Um, yeah, and, and and Cosmic Star Heroine, which I talked about yeah. on the, the 6th of November. <laughs> and now, like when we're talking, it's the 21st of November. You've already picked it up and completed it. Yep. <laughs> So when, l- listen, if you're listening to this and when I joke, you know, and our mutual friend, John, when we joke about Marty having 38 hours plus in a day, like he really does. Um, awesome. Yeah. So this has been uh, a great conversation. We're going to wrap this one up, but stay tuned because in a couple more uh, episodes, we're going to bring Marty back to talk about Wild Arms, which was a an RPG on the, the original PlayStation, uh, yeah. much like Legend of Dragoon. So, uh, Marty, thanks for, for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great being here. Will Horizon Zero Dawn make the cut? Subscribe to Backlog Companion on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows so that you can find out. If you want to see the full list of games, head on over to BacklogCompanion.com. And as always, if you want to support the show, feel free to share it with a friend, a subreddit, a Discord server, wherever you think listeners might be waiting. Thanks for traveling, companions. I will catch you on the next one.